At the end of the song, I just, I just baffled. You're listening to The Worship Review, a podcast which evaluates contemporary Christian music for the good of the church to the glory of God. This podcast is for the whole church to encourage thoughtful engagement with the words, emotions, and ideas in our music. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to The Worship Review, your favorite Christian podcast. We are back once again with Vince from the Berean Test. I, of course, am not Vince. I am Tyler. I am a linguist. I'm joined by Colin, who is a piano player and a uh, steel drum band leader. Uh, also, in his spare time, he is a history professor. And uh, Vince, for listeners who didn't catch last week's episode, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Vince Wright, and I am the sole operator of a website called The Brilliant Test, which gets its name from Acts 17.11, which talks about this group of individuals called the Brands. They were called more noble-minded because they just didn't believe what Paul told them and run with it. They examined the scriptures to see if what Paul's message about Jesus is true. And so I do the same thing with song lyrics. I read scripture and I compare it to the lyrics to see if the the lyrics are speaking truth or not. Well, that will make this episode a crossover episode because we do something very, very similar on this podcast. So listeners who are fans of your uh, website and your work will be really excited. Today, we're looking at a song called Together uh, by For King and Country. That is the new name of this band, uh, which was originally Joel and Luke. That was their name, named after the founding brothers, Australian-Americans Joel and Luke Smallbone. Of course, they had another name, uh, Ostoville, so Australia, Nashville, crossover band. (laughs) Works out pretty well to be Ostoville. I kind of wish they had stuck with that, because that sounds really cool. But we now have For King and Country, which sounds very monarchic. And we are looking at Together. Um, It was also written by Tori Kelly and Kirk Franklin. So, yeah, and it was filmed in 2020 during the various lockdowns that various countries imposed and so they actually put this song and then the video for the song together uh I guess during that during that time so that that is kind of in the background as you're as we think about the song, I think that's part of what's going on in with some of the lyrics. Colin, I did not even make that connection. So this came out during mm-hmm. the, the COVID-19? Yeah, May of 2020 is when it came out, I think. Okay. That's interesting. Okay, so yeah. maybe that makes sense of some of the together togetherness. Um, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. So let's start with the first lyrics, shall we, Vince? Sure. Uh, what do you have to say about... <sighs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so this, this is where in the brand test, I would make some sort of joke to Casper the Friendly Ghost. Ah. It, it's, a, it's sort of a jab at song lyrics when they start going, ooh, ah, ah, oh, ah, and things like that. It's just, it's filler. I get it. They have to, yeah, they do stuff like that, so. But yeah, I make I, I poke fun at that a little bit with the Casper joke. For sure, for sure. Well, I don't I don't think it's going to tank this song, but it it is no. always funny. I, you know what's <laughs> probably even funnier 
if they hadn't included that in the official lyrics or unofficial lyrics, uh, I don't even know if it would bother me, but to see it written out, it just looks so funny <laughs> when you realize what everyone is doing when they're all saying oh at the same time together. Uh, let's move on to some more lyrics, shall we? Yeah. Sure. This is for the busted hearts. This is for the question marks. This is for the outcast lost control. No one knows. This is for the busted hearts. This is for the question marks. This is for the outcast soul, lost control, no one knows. Sing it for the can't go back. Sing it for the broken past. Sing it for the just found out life is now upside down. Sing it for the can't go back. Sing it for the broken past. Sing it for the just found out life is now upside down. Colin, what's going on here? Well, I wasn't sure. I, it took me a little bit to work out what the this is and what the it is. And I th I think it's the song. I think they're talking about the song itself that is being sung. So the song is for the busted hearts, and they want to sing the song for the can't go back, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's what's going on. I mean, there's some clever lyrics in here in that... Instead of saying broken hearts, that's what you'd expect because that's a convention. Instead, they talk about busted hearts. You know, it just makes it stick out a little bit more. I'm very curious what um, what you both would say, though, about the outcast soul. That one, that one just stuck out to me for a second, and I'll give you my read, and you can either of you can tell me if I'm out of bounds on this. So if this is talking about just an outcast... This is true. God gathers the outcasts of Israel. We read this in Psalm 147, verse 2. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. Our God is a God who, who draws people into himself, who do not belong elsewhere, who, um, you know, who are homeless, who are sojourners, etc. God makes God is the home, God is the city for those people. So if it's just outcast and that's what they mean to say, okay, that's fine. Outcast soul is where I just wonder because if we're talking about a soul, we're we're talking about that that part, we're talking about that part of us that well, obviously our our bodies are raised again too, but when when Jesus talks about being cast out, he t and, and and in terms of like um uh, into outer darkness. Yeah, into outer darkness, right? That's the language that he uses in Matthew 8, Matthew 22, Matthew 25. So it, that's a very final fate. R.C. Sproul said, being cast into outer darkness is the worst possible thing that could ever befall you. So maybe it's a precision issue. Maybe it's just what they mean to say is this is for the person that doesn't belong in a more generic sense. And if that's the case, okay, that's... 100 I'm on board with that but by talking about the outcast soul is that suggesting that a person could be cast into outer darkness for example and then you know I don't know go back into heaven or something maybe I'm making too much about that does anyone have any thoughts or criticisms of what I've said uh, I I'd, I'd like to step in I don't yeah. think it's necessarily talking about um a soul that is headed for eternal separation from God. Okay. Part of the reason for that is because I was influenced by a great person named C.S. Lewis. And he made the argument that we don't have a soul as, as something that we possess, but we are a soul 
and we have a body. Mm-hmm. So when I hear outcast soul, what I hear is somebody who is a societal outcast, mm-hmm. somebody who has been um, there's they're they're a person that most of society has deemed irredeemable. I'm thinking about the prostitutes, the task collectors, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 people that when our society looks at them, uh, homeless people, society says, you're worthless. Mm-hmm. You have no value. So I, I think what's happening here is that for King and Country is being very clear about who their audience is. Mm-hmm. This is for a group of individuals, for people who they have broken hearts. They have they have questions they're dealing with. They're they've been cast out by society. They feel like they, they can't go back. Their 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 past is broken. They they just found something out that that just breaks them. And their life's been turned upside down. So I, I think that's that's in essence what's happening here. Mm-hmm. They're just saying this song is for you, mm-hmm. person who has these sorts of issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I took a little bit different of an approach. I kind of grouped this together a little bit different. So with the bust it, with the busted hearts and the question marks, I was thinking of Psalm forty three, um, where. Uh, the, the psalmist writes, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Um, I, I, I was contrasting how the song expresses grief and questioning and confusion, and how the psalmist, how David expresses grief and confusion. And it seems to me um, of course, we're very early in this song. There's still a chance to to um, make more sense of it. But at this point, the song seems to be mentioning uh, a lot of frightening and confusing circumstances. Um, but it doesn't seem to be rooted in any kind of substantive hope in in God um, yet. Uh, now, of course, these are the early lines, but uh, I, I'm going to be looking for that as we get through this song. Um, this and these are none of these things are things that uh things that scripture doesn't address clearly right like if we mm-hmm. talk about can't go back broken past well we can look at the life of david in psalm 51 he says have mercy on me O god according to your steadfast love according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse cleanse me from my sin uh, this is after he's gone into bathsheba uh, he mm-hmm. can't go back from that he uh, he has definitely a broken past. He's uh, wrecked his his life and killed a man and committed adultery. Um, and then another uh, image from his life that would reflect being uh, just found out or upside down is when he's fleeing from his son Absalom. And he writes a psalm, O Lord, how many are my foes, many are rising against me, many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God, Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Selah. So the song brings up a lot of these um, concerning situations. And I think, Vince, you've got a really good point. It's reaching out to um, people, and it's trying to define an audience. But I really want to see it get to uh, get to something more than just um, pulling in an audience, but actually having something to give them, if that makes sense, right? You can... Have a town crier call everyone into the town hall, uh, you know, talking about uh, how welcoming it is. But then if they get there and there's nothing going on in the town hall, they're going to be pretty disappointed. 
and I want to see this. I, that's a weird analogy, but I want to see this. It's a weird 19th century analogy, but <laughs> I want to see this uh, song offer them something to uh, to eat, if that makes sense. If you're looking for a hope tonight, raise your hand. If you're feeling alone and don't understand, if you're fighting in the fight of your life, then stand. We're going to make it through this hand in hand. Wait a minute. No, no, no. We got to do this right. It's got to be hand and understand <laughs> and stay. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to read it. Uh, as it's written, so that listeners can understand even what's being said. I think I, I get understand. It. I know. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> so, Vittins, uh what do you think about uh, these lines? So, I realize that we're examining this song to see if it's appropriate for corporate worship or not. But I think sometimes we forget that for King and Country, our entertainers first and worship leaders second. And I really don't see anything wrong with that. It's just something that I always have to keep in mind when I'm examining song lyrics. So That's a good in point. pre-chorus, um, I think one of the things that they're doing is they're appealing to the crowd. Um, they're asking them if they want hope. And so I've taken note of, okay, they're looking for hope, or excuse me, for King and Country is asking their audience, do you want hope? Are you looking for this? Raise your hand. And so we should expect a whole bunch of people to start raising their hand. Yeah, I'd like to have some hope. So hopefully later in this song, they'll talk about more about what this hope is. Yeah, I would just add, this seems to be focusing on an experience that's happening in the moment. I think Vince is right. And there's a description of three different kinds of uh, challenges. So one is hopelessness. People are hopeless. One is that people are lonely. And one is also that people are maybe weary. So those are three, the three lines describe those three things. If you're looking for hope, if you're feeling alone, if you're fighting in the fight of your life. Um, what I'm wondering about is what is said after that. If, or we're going to make it through this hand in hand. Um, so who, so if hand in hand with who, um, if your solution to hopelessness and loneliness and weariness is Christ, absolutely, you're going to make it through because he who begins a good work in us is faithful to complete it. If your hope is in for king and country, uh, I'm sorry to say that that's not going to fix your problem, your more serious problem. You might you might get some enjoyment out of the evening. Like you might feel hopeful because you're at a concert and there's a nice feeling in the air, or you might not feel lonely because you're with a crowd of people. Um or you might get some temporary reprieve from whatever weariness you're facing, but that's all going to come back once you know those people aren't with you. That that's like the 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 for king and country isn't going to fix that. So I'm just curious, I guess, what the solution is. I guess that goes back to what Vince said. And if this if we're going to make it through this hand in hand is just talking about people power. Well, I don't think that's going to cut it. I want to make a, a little bit of a fine distinction here because I, I agree with you. If our hope is in man, it is, we are in big, big, big trouble. Um, but I don't think that we are make, 
the line, we're going to make it through this hand in hand, necessarily implies that the being hand in hand is what is going to get us through it, right? It could be okay. a description of how we are when we make it through this. And I in that case, yeah, we are uh, saved from sin, um, certainly individually, but also as a flock, right? As God's people. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I agree with you there. I'll just add one thing, Tyler, and that is, uh, as we get through the song, I do think there are some later lyrics that may suggest that they themselves are are at least implying that they're the ones that are going to do the work. Sure. Yeah. That's completely fair. And also, uh, when I said we are both saved individually and collectively, I don't actually see a lot in the song about being saved individually. It seems like you either, <laughs> it's like sink or uh, or float all together. Like we're all in the same boat here. Um and Vince, of course, I appreciate your your nuance that uh, we're not talking about a song that is designed for singing in churches, right? It's designed for radio hits. And if we fall, we will fall together, together. Colin, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, to me, this just feeds into what has been said earlier in the song so although in a way that i makes me wonder because if we're hopeless and lonely and weary but we're going to make it it seems strange to then say you know but we might not if we fall we fall together i don't know it's like well what wh where, where is the hope then you know like so, so so we might we might fall or we might we might make it but maybe we won't i don't know tyler your thoughts well Matthew 16, 18 describes uh, Christ's church as, in this way, um, this is Christ talking to Peter. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That does not set me up to think there's any room for yeah. <laughs> failure or falling of the church of God. And so um, it's possible that this line is not about the church of God. It's possible it's about something else altogether. Um, but if it is about the church of God or about God's people, there's no there's no sense in which we will fall. Uh, we are completely secure in Christ. And I wondered if this was some kind of uh, do you know like the revolutionary sentiment where people get in this this happens in Les Miserables, for example, where all the the revolutionaries are um, they're ready to all kind of die together in and they're like if we fall at least we're gonna fall together, right? This is like the the quote that's often attributed to Ben Franklin, uh, we shall, um, we must hang together or we shall surely hang separately. Um, it's almost like people are saying, if we should fall, at least we will fall together. Um, now I'm mm. obviously adding words to the text that's, um, that are not there, but I don't really know how to make sense of this. It can't be true if it's about the church of God. Um, if it's about just kind of, well, what, what else, what, what could it be about? People? <laughs> humanity? What do you think, Vince? Uh, well, there's actually a second repeat of chorus, which has additional lyrics to it, which says, oh, when we rise, we will rise together. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not just about the following. It's it's also about the rising as well. Um, I think that it would have been better to do the rising if, if they're going to do it this way, that it would have been better for them to do the rising first because it then connects it to hope, like, like, uh, like what was said earlier. So... I agree. I feel a bit hopeless 
when when we fall together. I think that they're drawing inspiration from First Corinthians twelve twenty six when they when they say this. It says, "And if one part of the body suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if a part is honored, the parts rejoice with it." I don't know if this necessarily translates to that to a T, but I could at least see where they're coming from when they talk about rising and falling together. The idea here is that we're we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I've noticed is that I so far in the lyrics, I haven't heard any mention about the church. Except for this idea of being together, I haven't heard any mention of God, no mention of Jesus, no mention of the cross, mm-hmm. nothing that would tell me that this song is intended to be Christians coming together. Mm. So far, the only thing that I see is that a whole bunch of people are broken, they're hurt, they're in pain, and and they're and they're going to rise and they're going to fall together. But it's, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure yet, and maybe maybe we'll see something in. A different section that will explain this, but so far I just haven't seen anything. Mm. Vince, I'm glad you mentioned that later chorus. It does obviously parallel this one, and I wonder if that "When we rise, we will rise together" is a uh, reference to the resurrection. Do you think that that's possibly what's going on? Where we we are, yeah, everyone dies individually, so that would kind of contradict this falling Ooh, together. That's interesting. But we are raised collectively. Uh, we are all resurrected at the same time. Um, but I, I find that interesting because in Romans, I think in Romans 6, it also talks about dying to sin. And we do that together as well. So so maybe the falling and the rising, it, if we can put a Christian interpretation on this, maybe the the, 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 the falling and the rising is is you know dying to sin and, and, ri- and being raised up with Christ. Yeah. I, I really appreciate your hedging. You keep saying, if we are to interpret this as a Christian song, I think that's... Um, fair. Yeah, that's fair. We're, we're yeah. definitely trying to read Christianity into this song, but I don't think it's completely out of line. This this group claims to be a Christian group. This plays on Christian radios that has a Christian label on it. It's got um, a Dove Award. But but yeah, maybe, Vince, you've got a point here. Uh, maybe we shouldn't assume that this is Christian <laughs> necessarily. There's a... Uh, I, I just, I don't know... If for King and Country have written this song, who is we? They they are saying if we fall. Uh, okay, is that just about for King and Country? I don't think so. I think they're talking about including some other group of people. Is it is it Christians? the people at the concert? Is it yeah? Is it humans? Is it Christians? Is it people who are, happen to be there with them? Uh, I don't know. And what's the hope that they're being offered later? Um, I guess we'll see. This is for the second chance. This is for the new romance. Sing it for the left and. This is for the second chance. This is for the new romance. Sing it for the loved in vain overcame. It's not too late. You're going to include the uh, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Colin, what are your thoughts on these lines? That's a good ghost. (laughs) Well, I think second chance alludes probably to forgiveness. I mean... That seems to be reasonable. I have no idea what new romance refers to. Romance with who and for what reason? So I would love to know if, again, if somebody has better thoughts as to what romance might be about. What What, what is the new romance? Unless that's a kind of way of describing God's love, but using eros rather than agape? I don't know. Um, 
Well, maybe I'll just ask that. I have other questions about the loved in vain part too, but I don't know, Vince or Tyler, if you have thoughts about what new romance could mean. I did look into the definition of romance because I wasn't quite sure either. So I wanted to, I, I wanted to at least see what Merriam-Webster had to say. And it, it, some of the definition include medieval tale based on legend, prose narrative, treating imaginary characters involved in romance uh, and events, love story, especially in the form of a novel, um, a love affair. Uh, there was one particular definition. I, I think it was, it was about, but it wasn't in the word romance. It was in the word romantic. Hmm. And it was, it was in definition 5B for romantic and Marion Webster. It said, marked by expressions of love or affection. That's, I think that's oftentimes what we, what we think of when we think of the word romance. We, we think of this in terms of a relationship between a husband and his wife. So in Ephesians 5, it talks about submit one to one another. Uh, the wife submits to the authority of the husband. The husband submits to the authority of the wife. Uh, and Christian marriage, when done right, it paints a beautiful picture of what it's like for the church to be in union with Christ. And so maybe this new romance, or this new romance is about christian unity with jesus but once again that assumes it there's nothing here that's written that tells me that this is about god or about jesus i just mm. i haven't seen it yet but once again if it is talking about that i think that might be one of the things that i would mm. i would say that this new romance could possibly be about it's, it's mm. just about our relationship with uh, jesus uh now colin you had asked about what the loved in vain means well mm. i looked it up and as it turns out loved in vain is an idiom it refers to somebody who pours out their heart to someone else who does not reciprocate mm -hmm. so in other words it's another example of the sort of people that we see in verse one okay hmm okay so i have some thoughts about about uh, the extra information you've provided. So I think, so let's, for the romance part, um, I think what you're, you're bringing up Ephesians 5, which is good because there we have scripture making explicit parallels between um, the love in a marriage and then the love that Christ has for his church. And But at the same time, culturally, I mean, we do, like Paul doesn't use the word romance and, you know, he and he avoids... But, you know, you got three kinds of love in scripture. You've got eros, phileo, and um, agape. And eros is, you know, is what we would typically call romantic love. And when we're talking about Christ in the church, we're usually talking about agape love. So if 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 king and for king and country mean love, and they're saying romance, I think that's a little bit imprecise. Like I, I can see why there'd be a good connection there in Ephesians five, but you know what what. Paul is, I think, saying is not that the romantic love of the, or I think Paul is saying it's the agape love that exists in a marriage that can help mirror or can help showcase or be an echo of the agape love that Christ has for the church. And so, from in my view, romance is not a good word to describe that love. You know, it should be some other word. And then I think you're right about the loved in vain bit too. So this is, uh, yeah, this is an idiom. And then I'm, so yeah, it could be referencing, this is a sort of person who is not feeling loved or has been loved in an ineffective way. And I hope that's what it is, because it can't be that 
this can't be describing God's love for us because God doesn't love us in vain. Um, and it also can't be describing our love for God because we don't love God in vain either. Like our love, God's love for us and our love for him is effective. It it has purpose and it has meaning. So I don't know. Um, I just found this all a bit, a little bit confusing. Tyler, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I do. I have some thoughts. Now, there's just not a lot here to work with. And you've given, you and Vince have given uh, interesting ways to make this overtly Christian, but there's nothing overtly Christian about it. Um, I suppose one thing we could say is um, every person was formerly in a relationship with Christ of a, a judge and a an inmate on uh, trial for uh, capital crimes. Uh, and now, if they are in Christ, they are uh, a part of the bride of Christ. And so that would be mm-hmm. a new romance. But I think frankly we are we are adding too much christianity to this i think this may literally just be about somebody who maybe had a divorce and <laughs> okay or they have like a bad breakup and they need a second chance or they think they need a second chance a new romance uh they loved in vain uh because the person left them or whatever uh and they overcame it's not too late like i i think this really given given how wow. it opened with the busted heart it, like this may okay. really be still appealing to the kind of uh, emotionally and romantically uh, disaffected. I like that, and that kind of ties in well to the next slide, right? If I almost expected, if you're looking for love tonight, but they didn't say that. If you're yeah, looking, yeah, to... you feel the <laughs> yeah, love that's what I both went the same place. <laughs> if you're looking for hope tonight, raise your hand. If you're feeling alone and don't understand, if you're fighting in the fight of your life, then stand. We're going to make it through this hand in hand. Then we have uh, the combined chorus together, right? And if we fall, we will fall together. When we rise, we will rise together. Vince, we already talked about that a little bit before. Do you have any more comments on these lines? Uh, no. I um, I think, well, the only thing I would just like to reiterate is just once again, no explicit mention, God, Jesus, the church, anything. Still waiting for that. And then we have some oohs, ooh, oh, ooh, oh. And then interestingly, we have this um, this kind of refrain, but there's a, a sung, there are sung lines beneath the refrain or adjacent to the refrain, right? If you're looking for hope tonight, and you're all alone, if you're feeling alone tonight, can you feel? If you're in the fight of your life, I can promise we are going to make it happen, yeah. I will be by your side, by your side, because love's in the air tonight. Can you feel it? Come up and see the light whenever, ever, ever, just as long as we're together, say. Vince, what are your thoughts on these lines? The The first thing I thought about was disappointment. Because we finally got our answer about who is the person offering hope. It's not Jesus. It's not God. It's for king and country. Yep. Colin, you got it right on the money. We're going to make it happen, yeah? Is that what you're thinking? Yep. We're going to make it happen. And you know what? Here's here's the other thing. 
a lot of this is about feelings, not about thinking. Mm. That's something I've become more sensitive to. And I'm not necessarily knocking feelings because feelings are part of who we are. We should feel things, but feeling is, is, is not thinking, right? So we shouldn't, we shouldn't think with our feelings. So I know, I know that some people do feel alone, you know, but I, I think the focus here is on the feelings, which is, which is the wrong focus. I would just reiterate both things that Vince has said. I agree completely. First, let's start with the, the feelings. These, this song addresses felt needs, which that's not in and of itself bad. We do have felt needs, and it's true that Christ addresses those needs. Our, of course, our deeper need is our sin and our rebellion against God, and that's, um, that, is, that is crucial. And Vince is right. None of that is in here. Now, a song can still be fine without having mentioned that, but it's worth noting the absence of that, as Vince has done. And then I also agree with what Vince says. There are two lines in here that strongly imply that it's for king and country that are the deliverers in the song. There's the, um, we're going to make it happen. Uh, so there's that. Um, and there's the, I, oh, wait, uh, we didn't maybe get to that. The, I got you. Uh, no, no. Okay. So we haven't got, we haven't got to that yet, but so there, there, so there's this line, we're going to make it together. Uh, if for King and country are the one that are promising that they're going to make it happen, uh, that's an empty promise. The band isn't going to do anything for people apart from provide them some music to listen to a concert experience, whatever it is. They're not going to save a person. They cannot do anything for your outcast soul, to use a line that they use at the beginning. Um, if, you're, if your soul is in peril, uh, for king and country are not the answer. Christ is the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer in him alone. So, uh, again, I don't want to impugn such blasphemy to for king and country, but it's difficult to read the lyrics in another way, in a more charitable way. Tyler, do you have any adjudication here that you can provide? Well, I think if you don't read it as Christian, you don't have any of the theological problems of the implications of we're going to make it happen and just as long as we're together, right? If this is just like some kind of peppy rock tune with a Christian label slapped on it, then that's fine. Um, I have to say, I I never thought I would encounter a Christian song that so closely approximated Phil Collins mixed with The Lion King. But this line, um, love's in the air tonight. I was thinking of, of course, um, Phil Collins is in the air tonight, right? I can't feel it coming in the air tonight. (laughs) And, uh, the Lion King, uh, can you feel the love tonight? Um, I, I don't, I, I just, I don't think this is Christian. In fact, um, if it is Christian, of course, as you've said, call it has huge problems and, um, uh, Christianity does not promise anyone romantic love um, in this life from other people, um, perhaps contrary to what some people might want to believe. Um, mm. Paul lived a yeah. celibate life and Paul, yeah. wished that everyone lived a celibate life like him. Um, and it is just odd, I guess. I don't know what it means to come up and see the light. Are we, are we down somewhere? Is there darkness that we're just not seeing? Also, frankly, love is not in the air. I don't even know what that means. Is that just saying that, because, because obviously love is not like a particle or a molecule. And I'm not trying to be a kind of materialist naturalist. I'm just saying, I don't know what it means. Love is in the air. Does it mean love is in the, 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 the mood of this room is one of love? Maybe. I don't know. But 
if you don't read it as Christian, you don't have any uh, theological implications, right? Like, Colin, you used the word blasphemy. If this isn't about salvation, then there's no blasphemy involved yeah, here. Yeah, sure, that's true. Yeah, and that's true. Frankly, as as you've said, Vince, there's no mention of Christ or God, uh, and it doesn't seem like they're talking about salvation necessarily. So uh, let's take a look at some more lyrics and see if they shed light on the situation. Come up and see the light, everyone. If we fall, we will fall together. I got you, my brother. Together. I see you, my sister. When we rise, we will rise together. Together. Colin, what are your thoughts on these lines? I mean, we've we've done the other ones, but these new lines. I don't have much more to say. I'll just add that I, and in fact, I take your point. If this is about anything to do with Christianity or the church or salvation, Again, very frightening things to say. I would, I would be very nervous saying something like "I've got you" uh, instead of saying that Christ has you. Uh, so, if if there's any, if there's not, if that's not there, if it, this is just a song about generically being together at a concert or just I don't know in a community of some kind, then yeah, there's no theological problem. But then it's sort of like, why is it even getting a Dove Award? Like, why is it even being considered as a as a Christian song. Like, why isn't this equivalent to, say, a, a pop artist that happens to be Christian writing a song that is explicitly non-Christian or an album that is expli- explicitly non-Christian? I, I don't know why. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Did, 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 did the, whoever writes, whoever gives the Dove Awards, like, have they given some of Kanye's earlier albums Dove Awards? Right. You know, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. And bear in mind, right? This isn't a, this isn't a moot point. The t- the name of the organization that gives out the Dove Awards is the GMA, the Gospel Music Association, and there is just no gospel in this song whatsoever. Um, Vince, maybe could you help us make sense of the next lines? If we fall, we will fall together. Take my hand together. Help me stand. When we rise, we will rise together. We will rise together together. Uh, I think it's it pretty much has the same message as what we've been seeing previously. It's and I do agree with you, Tyler. I think it would actually be better not to read this as a Christian song, but as, but it's just some sort of generic secular ideology that we're just we're just in this together. And, and I think uh, it, it's just it's just more evidence of that. Again, not seeing Jesus, God, or anything in, in the lyrics, and we're we're just seeing basically humans coming together to just be together and and be um, well together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this reminds me of a high school musical speci- song. <laughs> yeah, it's not much more specific than that, is it? It's just yeah. Well, Colin, let's take a look at these last lines. Together we are dangerous. Together with our differences. Together we are bolder, braver, stronger. Together we, you, me, and Vince. Together we are dangerous. <laughs> together with our differences. Together we are bolder. Braver, stronger. How? Uh, yeah, yeah. In what way? And to and to whom? To whom are we dangerous? I, I don't know. What 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 does this even mean? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts, Vince? <laughs> that's that's all I have is questions. <laughs> I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, uh, we're bolder together. 
Um, so as long as we're together, we're bolder, I guess maybe, yeah, we're braver, um, stronger. Wouldn't it make more sense if everyone were getting together, the one who didn't get together would be braver? I don't know. Um, I, I just think this is nonsense. I, I, it just, it just doesn't, it gives me no key to unlock what, what any of these words mean. There's just no, at the end of the song, I just, I'm just baffled. Okay. Well, any concluding thoughts on this song, Vince? Anything you'd like to say in conclusion? Sure. Um, I'd like to start by saying that there are a couple of things that I think the song did get right. I think they're very clear about who the audience is. They're broken people. They're people who need hope. I agree that within any sort of group, one member rising or falling affects the entire group. And I think that second chances are a good thing. And I think offering that is a requirement for any broken relationship to be restored. But I have two major contentions. First, it's not clear at all that this song has anything to do with Christianity, mm. let alone Christian unity. Anyone in any group can use the same song lyrics to promote unity for any group. Now, I do understand that some people are okay with that because for King and Country, you're singing this within the context of their concert, which their audience members know that they're Christians. So I could see that point. But if we were to assume that this is a Christian song, that presents an even bigger problem. I can't see in any context how forgiving country can ask their audience that they want hope, only to offer themselves and not to make any mention about God or Jesus or the cross as the hope for mankind. It frustrates me that the gospel is missing in a song that is meant to promote Christianity. Ironically, instead of promoting unity, this song will likely cause division. Mm. Hmm. Tyler, what do you think? I think that's a really clever way of putting it. Um yeah, I, I don't know what to think. If if this is a Christian song, uh, well, for, let me say one thing. First of all, in no universe should this be sung in a church. <laughs> the first thing. Second, um, in few universes should this be on Christian radio, in my opinion. Um, I guess, well, maybe that's too strong. <sighs> to the extent that Christian radio should be uh, overtly Christian. Christian um, <laughs> Secular. Yeah. To, to the extent that Christian radio should be something that secular radio isn't, or something more than just secular radio packaged with uh, a cross on its logo, um, this should probably not be there either. Um, this, this, like you guys have both said, this could easily be just a, a you know, pop song. Um, and frankly, my biggest criticism with it, which is related to those other two, is that it's just vapid. There's just nothing in here that is thoughtful in my opinion uh there's hmm. there's i have nothing to say about it because i can't even figure out what it's about um hmm. vince the like you said the most clear thing was when it identified who it's for and then beyond that it's just uh empty i want to make a note for our listeners the we've reviewed two songs by for king and country one was god only knows which was series three episode two which we gave it two hotlines and two timber lakes. And then we also looked at their version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel in series, uh, well, it, just in the Christmas specials uh, recently. And that we gave four Milli Vanillis and four Swigs of the Mic. Swings of the Mic, excuse me. Um, I remember that one because of the way that he, he did this ah, <laughs> thing with the mic. So... Their average right now with us is a three, 
So yeah, but they weren't responsible for the text of that Okami manual. No, that's song. true. That's true. I, I nevertheless, that's uh, that's where we're at before we get into ratings. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's get into ratings then. Um, Vince, I'm very curious what your rating is. Mm. My rating is one Master Sword. <laughs> okay, Master Sword. You have to explain that one. It's from the Legend of Zelda series. And why why connected to this song? Um, because the Master Sword is the sword that cuts the bane of evil. And we need something <laughs> like that just to cut through the stuff that we see in this particular song. Nice. <laughs> well said. So, uh, have you re- reviewed this on the Berean test? I don't think you I've have. I've never done this song before, no. So, okay. if you were evaluating this for your website, um, and obviously I'm sure you would have to do a lot more work to do that, but w- just off of our conversation right now, what would you give it on the Berean test? Because you do a 10-point scale there. Or at least, like, maybe green, yellow, and yeah. red. It, it would it would be red. Oh! oh, oh. No okay. question. Okay. Wow. So, this okay. is one of those rare songs that, for you, is not okay. Yeah. Colin, what did you give this song? Um, I gave this one out of five canceled tours, and I don't know if either of you saw the music video for this song, but um, it was among, uh, in addition to the song just not making sense, the music vid- video just, I found deeply offensive, actually, and that's pretty tough to do. Um, so the music video is starts out with various people filming themselves with a sign, and the sign says something terrible that's happening to them because of what was happening in March 2020. So you got people saying things like, my father died of COVID-19, or "We're I'm supposed to be married and I haven't been able to see my fiance, and, you know, in a month. And you've got signs that are, you know, just talking about people like, I hate social distancing. I, I'm, I'm isolated, right? You've got people holding up signs that just say terrible things. And then they go to and it's all in black and white. And then they go to one of the members of the band and it's like, my tour was canceled. Oh, no. And it's just like, are you, are you are you so out of touch that you're comparing the fact that you didn't get to play a few concerts with the fact that somebody lost their father or, or hasn't been able to see their fiance like they're young and they just want to be married and they can't because they're locked in separate parts of Australia or something like that is so offensive. And uh, yeah. So, so in addition to just the song being a one and probably it's certainly among the worst songs I, that I think I have reviewed on this show, at least in my opinion, the, 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 the music video was just so out of touch. It just really was. And, and if that reflects the sentiments of the band uh, they need to reflect on what suffering means Mm. And what difficulty means, because I'm sorry, having your tour canceled um, is in no way comparable. Colin, I wonder if this is, these guys are kind of repeat offenders on this, because we didn't have exactly that criticism. No. But I also remember God Only Knows feeling a little bit manipulative, like it was taking advantage of people's insecurities and, you know, God Only Knows the Real You. And then they're, they're like talking about people who are contemplating suicide in such a kind of lighthearted way it it seemed really weird mm-hmm. so uh yeah just strange um i you know it's funny i did not expect to be uh among you guys i thought i would like it less than you guys but it turns out we all liked it about the same which was not much at all <laughs> i gave it one out of five collectivists for obvious reasons the song is very collectivist in its 
Hmm. Well, I guess you could say worldview. I I wanted to say theology, but again, I'm not convinced it's about about Christianity or about God. Uh, so it's hmm. just very collectivist in okay. in its meaning. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Worship Review. It is so much fun to review songs with a third voice, a voice of reason, a voice of clarity. <laughs> Vince, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate that. We really appreciated having you on the show. And if listeners want to uh, reach out to you, they should go to thebereantest.com, right? Correct. And you're on Twitter and on Facebook. So thanks, and we'll see you again, listeners, next week. Bye. Bye. Enjoy your day. You've been listening to The Worship Review. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or email us at feedback at theworshipreview.com. We accept donations at anchor.fm slash theworshipreview and patreon.com slash theworshipreview. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.